You're listening to an Aiden Books podcast. Welcome to Parenting and Bonding with Children's Books. Each Tuesday in our Facebook community, we go live to chat with the children's book author about the magic of books. Each book and author was chosen with you and your children in mind. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's Author Spotlight. Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to Parenting and Bonding with Children's Books, the podcast. This is the second episode of our live video podcast. The awesomeness about a live podcast viewing is we can take questions at the end and continue even after it's over. So if you have any questions for Jenny, leave them in the comments and we'll make sure we get to them. This podcast will show live to our group members and then release to other platforms to try to reach as many parents as possible. You're the only ones to catch it live. Our podcast purpose and message is simple. Books can transform homes and strengthen our bonds with our children. The podcast was created to spotlight authors behind the books that make this magic happen and to provide parents with a behind the scenes look of the intention of the author and hopefully leave you empowered to up your game with reading time. So this episode, we are joined by the author who create who wrote Rise Up. Welcome, Jenny Ellsworth. Thank you, Quinn. I'm so excited to be on your podcast, and I'm so excited to continue to listen to this podcast. I think that this is such a powerful avenue. Thank you so much, Jenny. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, your book, I've been talking about it in the group um, all week. Um, and even before that, like I did a live just about your book and how it saved me and Aiden from like a meltdown during virtual school. <laughs> so having you on a podcast was only natural so that I could share that with with everybody else. I love it. I love yeah. it. Thank you. Mission accomplished. <laughs> yes. Thank you all so much for watching. So let me tell you a little bit about Jenny. She's a devoted writer and storyteller. Um, Creating children's books that empower our little ones is one of her greatest passions. She draws from her own life experiences, and she's produced stories about family, diversity, and mindfulness. Um, Jenny, tell us a little more about yourself. So, man, where to start? I have been writing for a really long time. Um, Most of my background is in magazines and I love, love, love interviewing people and telling other people's stories. And Quinn, it's really only been recently in the last couple of years that I've started to use my own story to help other people. So um, I have actually two children's books. Rise Up was my second. My first is Magic Kids, and we can talk about that one on a different episode. Um, But... I was finding these these kind of gaps in, you know, you always talk about using stories as a tool. And I was finding these gaps, like seeing my friends who are moms and my nephews and kids whose lives I'm involved in. And I was seeing where something was missing and found a way to tell 
tell a story that or translate something that I experienced into something that can that they can understand. And that's how Rise Up came to be. It's okay. a meditation that I was doing daily um, that mm-hmm. I brought it. I, it was helping me a lot and I saw a huge need for it and um, brought it down to the kids level. Um, so anyway, I, I got off on a tangent there, but um, I, I am originally from Nashville, Tennessee, living in Houston, Texas, and on my way to live by the ocean in Florida. And I'm very excited about that. But storytelling is my greatest passion and it takes it to a new level when you're telling stories that empower and inspire other people, no matter what age they are. Yes, that's so good. Thank you, Jenny. Um, Learned so much already about about the book and what went into it. That's awesome. Um, So you talked a little bit about meditation and using your own life experience um, to write this book. Um, And let me just this is the book right here that we're talking about. And you guys in the group, you, you've seen it before um, because this book is powerful and it impacted our lives in such a big way. Um, you, you told how you came up with the idea. What was your writing process for the book like? So it's interesting. I wrote Rise Up and I did it. I work very closely with my illustrator, Lisa Wee. And we do a lot of things going back and forth, but it always starts with the words. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we'll go back and forth with some things and change a lot of illustrations and sometimes even tweak the words. But I always send her my first draft in a spreadsheet. Okay. So I have a spreadsheet of Rise Up and, you know, each sentence. And it sat there for a couple of months. Um, And this was actually about this time last year. Mm -hmm. Um, And it sat for a couple of months because I wasn't, I wasn't ready to, to really roll with it. And when I picked it back up two months later, I sat down and I rewrote the whole thing. And the first version, it didn't rhyme. It explained the the same process that I go through in the book, but I had to get myself to a place where I was feeling balanced and centered. And it's not that I wasn't that the first, the first on the first draft, the first time I wrote it. Um, But on the second draft, I had been consistently meditating in the morning. I had been reading things that were inspiring me and I completely give that credit to being able to write something um, that describes a process in a way that rhymes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can tell when something rhymes and it flows and when some, somebody's trying to make it rhyme, just rhyme. Yeah. (laughs) I can't take credit for this. This one rhymes and it flows and I can't take credit for that. It was just, it just came to me. That's so funny. You talk about um, being having to feel centered before you put the book out. Um, we use books to center ourselves, like in our home, right? And can I tell you a little story? 
Please do. Okay. So I remember the first time I read your book to Aiden, um, you know, we're going through the COVID, the pandemic, um, and he's in virtual schooling. So I'm working full time, um, you know, single mom, but no matter your situation, it's hard, you know, right now and he's virtual schooling. So he was frustrated because he was asked to do a writing assignment um, on his iPad. And in first grade, they hadn't really learned how to spell or write just yet. And the thing with Aiden is he always wants to get things right. Um, and he was like having a full out meltdown. And so as I often do in these moments, I walked away from him. I sat on the couch with a book and hoping that he would join every time I'm just, you know, I start reading in hopes and hope that he joins. Um, and so yours, your book had just arrived. And so I said, let me, let me pick up this book <laughs> and read it and read it to him. Right. So. I'm just going to, if you guys don't mind, I'm just going to read a couple pages um, just so I can show you, um, you know, what it did for us. So um, it starts, sometimes I feel angry, like my top is going to blow. I mean, that's how he was feeling in a moment, right? Sometimes I feel lonely and I don't know where to go. And what I haven't shared yet is Aiden's best friend moved away right before school started. So you know, that was that was big for him, too. I'm just going to skip ahead and say sometimes I feel frustrated because I want to get it right so bad. And, that, and that's just a few pages. But it's like at that point, he was listening intently. His feelings had been validated. He felt seen. Someone understood. And it was like when I'm working full time or when you guys out there are working full time and your kid is having a meltdown, you're on a brink of a meltdown yourself. Like you don't, <laughs> you don't have the words that your kid needs in that moment. And this book gave me the words, you know, through your book, he was able to feel validated and doing the, the process, the meditation really, really brought us back to center. And that was such an awesome moment for us. And that is why I will continue to share this book. <laughs> That melts my heart, Quinn. That is that is the mission and that is the message. And I that you know, that is why I continue to to spread the word about this book too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the message. And the if we dig deeper into the why this book came to be, it's um really when it hit me that it needed to be written was when I met someone, an adult, who was so stuck in trauma that had happened in his childhood. Mm. And then I'm looking at my nephews who are my world, they're nine and seven, and thinking, I mean, kids are going through hard stuff right now with the pandemic. They just like you said, they're lonely there. So there's trauma there, even if you don't have, you know, a big dramatic story of trauma, their, their feelings are shifting and things are different. And this grown adult did not have the tools as a child and, and much less as an adult to be able to process those emotions. And it was keeping him stuck in his life. And I thought if I can do one thing to give my nephews a tool 
to be able to get centered at a young age, mm-hmm. then I, how much, like how much is that going to magnify as they get older and they go through things that are even harder? So I knew that was the moment that I knew this book had to exist. And so it's amazing. And it blesses me so much to hear stories like yours. And um, Pablo, who is my nine-year-old nephew, um, struggles with anxiety on occasion. And he and I were talking about that completely separate from the book. Mm -hmm. And in that conversation, he referenced the book. He's like, oh, I'm just going to take your book with me like cue the water words. That's why it's there. And, um, and I also didn't want, I wanted to give parents in the back um, a little more insight because it is a hard concept to guide your children through, you know, walking through all the energy centers in the body. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just want to go back to something you said, because Pablo is nine. My son is six. He'll be seven soon. And um, we're talking about just anxiety and things around that. And I was doing some research, you know, before the podcast. and I knew we're going to be discussing your book. And for you parents out there, you know, hearing Jenny's story, hearing my story, just know you're not alone. In this time, the CDC has done like some research and compared with 2019, the proportion of mental health related visits for children aged 5 to 11 and 12 to 17 has increased 24% and 31% respectively. And so when we're talking about needing tools in order to make sure that our kids are okay now and in the future, because what are some of your worries, you know, out there when it comes to the pandemic and COVID? I know that a lot of the parents I've spoken to are worried about the, what the future is going to be like with our kids, you know, coming out of this. Um, and we need coping strategies. Mm-hmm. We do, you know, your children do um, for all of the negative emotions that may arise um, in this time. <sighs> Jenny. Uh, and our, as adults, the kids around us, especially mm-hmm. if you're a parent, are soaking up your energy too. Yes. As much as you think that you're trying to hide it from them and protect them, these kiddos are little sponges and they mm-hmm. can feel it even when we're trying to hide it. Mm-hmm. So it's so important to... You know, like they say on the airplane, put your mask on first and then help your kid. And I, I think that that is the same with all of, all of these hard things, the hard emotions that we're feeling. And there's a huge, I think as adults too, it's easy for us to say, you know, we know so many people who are going through a hard time and it's, especially as women, it's easy to ignore Mm-hmm. your feeling and just let it, you take care of everybody else. Yeah. Just your feelings can come last. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so important to acknowledge them. Mm-hmm. It is hard right now. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much, Jenny. Um, something, 
Can you tell us a little bit more about the strategies um, in your book? I know that also, not to make it a complex question, right? But um, one of the things that you talk about is, is you want parents to know the value of simple meditation techniques. Can you tell us more about that? Yes. So that is a super complex question. And I'm still very much a student of that. Um, and I'm not a scientist, but I'm so fascinated by it. And there are two things I want to mention in that realm. The first is the the emotional um, vibrational scale or vibrational scale of emotions. You can Google either of those and a million diagrams will pop up for you. But that is that um, certain emotions vibrate at a lower level. So we're all we're all energy. Everything is made of energy if you drill down into the science of it. And on the lower level are things like frustration and irritation. And I made myself a cheat sheet because I can never remember. Oh, we love it. I won't, I won't name all of them. But uh, powerlessness, mm-hmm. those things are down here. And up here you have emotions like love and joy. And there were some, I was trying to pick out the ones that struck me in light of kids doing virtual school. Mm-hmm. was one that I thought was interesting. That's up here. Contentment okay. and positivity. And oddly enough, every mom is going to hate me for saying this. You know, what's right in the middle, Quinn? What's that? Boredom. <laughs> so <laughs> your kid is saying I'm bored. That's that's okay. Like you're hitting the middle. You're not down here. <laughs> so everybody can have a different outlook on mom on board from now on. But all that to say, it's not about like if your little one is feeling frustrated, it's not about getting them from frustrated all the way up to love and joy. Yeah. If they can just get one rung up that ladder, one thought that feels better. Yeah. I'm Pablo struggles with wanting to do things right all the time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've been talking about Pablo a lot. I have Issa too, Pablo's younger brother. Um, he doesn't care. He doesn't <laughs> care what, if he gets it right. He doesn't care what anybody thinks. Um, I'm envious of that guy because I, Pablo and I both care too much. But <laughs> for Aiden and Pablo, like that, I got it wrong or I lost the race. Well, Mm -hmm. do you feel like you did your best? Like you don't have to go to you'll win next time or just go to one thought that feels better. Did you have fun with your friends? Um, So I feel like, so that is part of it is working your way up the vibrational scale. And, Mm -hmm. and with that, so bringing light in, And this book is not religious, but however you want to identify that light, if you want it to be God, it can be God. If you want it to be sunshine, it can be sunshine. um, What it's doing is it's calming your nervous system by going through your body. But also all of these thoughts are creating neuropathways in our brain. Mm -hmm. So when you have those negative feelings and you start thinking bad thoughts, I'm never going to be good enough. Mm -hmm. I'm not the fastest runner. And they're creating these neuropathways. Well, 
just like, you know, riding a bike through the sand, you create a path. And if you keep going over that same path and having that same thought, it gets deeper and deeper. And so naturally that's where the tire is going to go straight to that path. Mm -hmm. So by shifting and choosing one thought that feels better, you're creating new neuro pathways. And so, and when you calm the nervous system, you're bringing yourself out of that spiral because it's that one thought that creates that neuro pathway and you, you start spiraling down that vibrational scale of emotions Mm -hmm. and you start feeling worse and you have more negative thoughts and hard feelings. So it's the, the meditation is a visualization that's doing more than one thing. It's calming the nervous system. It's giving them a chance to stop and breathe, Mm -hmm. but also just to go through and, and I talk about, you know, when the light hits a certain area, the positive things that you can do with that area yeah. all the way to at the end, sharing the light with your friends, which is so important. Yes, I agree. Gosh, you gave us so much gold. I can't even begin to like. <laughs> it is so juicy. Like yeah. I it makes me want to break out a science book. I love it so much. So I love the analogy you did between like the tire and the road and the pathway. That was really good. Um, and that that was just awesome. Thank you so much, Jenny. And I just want to say, you know, books are calming in themselves. But when you pair, you know, books, reading time with a meditation technique um, like Jenny has in her book, I mean, you know, I feel like you can only win, right? Um, And we talk all the time, and Jenny mentioned it in the beginning, about how we use books as tools. Um, And that's what this group is all about, improving the bonds with our children by using books as a tool. And a lot of times, books can be fleeting, right? Like we pick up a book, we read it, and it's like, we forget about it. But if we begin to look at book books as tools, we find something that's really effective in transforming our home we can begin to look at books as something that to be referenced, even if, you know, a, a fiction book or, or a book, you know, like Jenny's, something to be referenced over and over again in a time, you know, we need to strengthen a bond or to, you know, repair a moment, you know, in our homes. So mm-hmm. thank you for this book, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> for this conversation and for all of you um, out there listening. So I was delighted to find that there is also a guided meditation for adults in the book as well. There Mm -hmm. is. Yes. Yes. I think I did that. Two reasons. I wanted to help parents better understand the process, but also that meditation in the back is one that I did every day sitting in Houston traffic with my eyes open, but there are sitting in Houston traffic. There are two ways you're going to end up at work and it is frustrated, which is way down here on the vibrational scale. Yeah. Or you're going to be at peace and feel joyful. And, and that's what I would do. I would, Exactly what's in the book. Just send my mind up above the clouds and mm-hmm. let the light pour in. Mm-hmm. And 
it changed my day. Every, every single day I reacted to people differently on days that I did the meditation in the car versus days that I just sat in traffic and let it get to me. And my days went smoother. Mm -hmm. So it is, it's for every age, every age it's applicable. So thank you, Jenny. I know you guys are going to ask, where do I get this book? And I'm going to put the website up on the screen, but something else that you guys need to know is I was on Jenny's website and there is actually like, uh, besides you grabbing the book, because I, I think it's so important, there's affirmations. You have printables on your site. Oh, yeah. And I have big plans for those in 2021, whether they're going to happen the way I have it planned in my head or not is a different mm -hmm. story. But um, if you uh, just put your email address in and download the printables, they've got affirmations. But what that also does is it puts you on my email list. So whether I'm planning on doing more mindful books, but also I want to share other mindful resources with parents. Mm -hmm. So um wherever this ends up going and, and my hope and my plan is to also provide more printables with affirmations. Cause that's so soothing, right? Coloring yeah. the color, the affirmations too. Um, so that is my plan is to, it will, it will put you on a list to make you the recipient of more mindful tools. That's the goal with mindfulkids.me. Awesome. Awesome. So let me see here. Um, I was going to go and see if there were any questions. And I hope my streaming is happening well. <laughs> I'm wondering if we're live. What did you say? It says we're live. I'm just trusting. Just trusting Facebook, right? That's right. what we do. We just trust it, you know, to work. Just give me one second. Thank no you all for your patience. I appreciate it. Okay, because I wasn't seeing comments on the on my end, so I wanted to make sure that um, you know the comments were coming through. So um, Linda says, "Rise up out of frustration." Good stuff, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Somebody said, "Do you use music with meditation?" That's a great question. Um, Sometimes I do, and I actually prefer music. Okay. Um, and even Spotify has some great um, just instrumental uh, meditation musics and another meditation music. And another good resource for grownups is Insight Timer, which is an app. Hmm. Um, so you can set a timer and meditate in silence. Or you can do a guided meditation. Awesome. Yeah. Are y'all with me? We good? I'm okay. having some difficulties trying to see these comments. <laughs> I know you guys are with me. Thank you so much for your patience. Um, Amy says she uses books to center herself um, as well. And there's just so many comments just enjoying um, the dialogue that we're having and all of the gold that you dropped. Um, Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I I'm hopeful, Quinn. Um, as you can tell, this is something that is my passion. 
yeah. not just for the kids, but for the adults and all the amazing things that meditation does for our body. And I actually just got my meditation teacher certification. Awesome. So I'm hoping to provide more tools and I'll keep you posted so you can keep everybody posted or come back and comment on this. Um, I'm not sure what that's going to look like yet, but I'm so, so happy to answer any questions or provide any resources for anyone to learn about meditation. Thank you. So Catherine wants to know if you have any tips for ADHD kids. You know, I, that is not my specialty, mm-hmm. but I do have experience in, in there. And it, in my best experience, and I would imagine this is especially true with virtual school is to keep them moving. So mm-hmm. whether, and I do this for myself by my desk, I have a fitness ball chair so that when I'm in a meeting mm-hmm. or even typing, I'm bouncing a little. And and I think, especially for virtual school, for the kiddos and the grownups, it's so important to take breaks. Yeah, it is. It's easy to forget, too. And it's easy to think, oh, I'm going to take a break and walk to the kitchen to get a snack when really you need to, like, do a couple laps around the house. You know, you just empowered me to say something because a lot of a lot of um, parents, especially moms, feel a lot of guilt around taking breaks with virtual schooling. Um, and I was having a lot of trouble in the beginning with virtual schooling with Aiden. And I just want to empower you all like my mom empowered me because she said to me, just talk to his teacher and see how they feel about breaks, you know, because Aiden was having a really hard time. And I talked to his teacher, she said, take as many breaks as you need. If you feel like, you know, there's a a day or a class that, you know, he can't do if he needs five, 10 minutes, just take it. She said, don't feel any type of way about needing a break because this is a time that we all need to be flexible and forgiving. And this is different. Everybody is, you know, going through their own thing, no matter the situation. So it is. Don't be afraid to take breaks. Everybody, listen, please. And it is. (laughs) My heart goes out to the moms with the ADHD kids right now, too, because I think that's especially hard. It's so hard, even if the content is good and even if the content is changing, it's so hard to be staring at the same screen all day. Yeah. I think those guys, especially, it's take the breaks and keep them moving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So true. So, Jenny... Is there anything else on your heart that you want to share about this book? I'm just so excited to be here. And Quinn, I'm so excited that you have such a unique gift of curating books and catering, putting together these curated lists of resources for parents. So really, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for doing this podcast and thank you for digging in and exploring the books that are out there and presenting them, not just as a good story or a good read, but as a tool. Yes. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you so much. So um, we'll put the link for the book in the comments, all the resources that Jenny um, shared with us. We'll put those um, out there as well. Um, Thank you so much for joining us tonight. 
Absolutely. I appreciate you for having me. For all of you watching, for those of you in the group, we can continue the conversation in the comments if you have any questions. Um, have a great night, everybody. And as Aiden would say, who is upstairs making so much noise right now, keep reading and I'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs> Bye.